and welcome to 9 to 42, the podcast from the team at the Guitar Show UK. Join us for interviews, updates and chat with artists, influencers and those that manufacture the gear that we love. Hello and welcome to 9 to 42, the uh, podcast from the guys at the Guitar Show UK. Uh, I am sat with, well I'm, I would be sat with my fellow host, but actually for this evening, for one night only, Jason Hunt is actually technically the guest. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay, we'll do it that way. Yes, uh, that's... So, uh, so good evening, guest Jason, how are you? I'm all right, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine. Should we explain why that is the case? Yeah, yeah. So um, the guest this week was supposed to be um, Joel McIver, who's a friend of mine. Um, you may have read one of Joel's books. He's written, God, hundreds of them. I mean, I don't know if you saw the Wikipedia list that he sent over. Oh, oh. Um, they're, they're predominantly... Has he just got a lot of, of furniture that's all wobbly? And he needs a different one of his own tones just to keep things level. It's, it's like, just... oh fuck the sideboards on a, on a tilt. It's, it's on a tilt again. I better write a book. Uh, honestly, it's ridiculous the amount of books he's written. That I mean, the, the vast majority of them tend to be about uh, Metallica, Slayer, Megadeth, that sort of end of the sort of like metal spectrum. Uh, lots of books on sort of like death metal. What I wanted to talk to him about was the hundred greatest metal guitarist book. That he did, um, but I, I, I think for me the the interesting book is that his latest book is a book uh, is a I suppose it's a it's an autobiography uh, or co-write with uh, John Mayall from the Blues Breakers. Actually, that's quite timely, isn't it? Why is he died? Oh no, he hasn't. Has, I'm thinking of the <laughs> other one. Who's the other? Who's the other blues fellow who's just died? Is it um, one of, one of the one of those blues guys has died, hasn't he? Got a, got a band named after him. Oh shit! We got to Google it now, aren't we? Yeah, you you go ahead and Google it. I'll, I'll explain I'll set that. Us down a panel path. You you explain about Joel. Yeah, so Joel was going to do it, and I got a message this morning at five fifty eight that said, "I'm really sorry. I'm very ill. Um, I don't think I can do it." I spoke to him this morning at a far more reasonable time of about eleven o'clock, and uh, he sent off for a, a COVID test. He's currently in bed. Not feeling very well at all, but well enough to send me a WhatsApp video of him calling me a twat whilst in his bed. <laughs> oh, you don't need that, do you? <laughs> Does that um, mean we've got free free reign to give him a little bit of grief then? Oh, I, I've told him that right. you need to download this episode on Monday because we're uh, we're just going to slag him off. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, I'm now looking at celebrities who've died in 2020. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I know, I know. Peter Green's died this year, but there's another one. And I'm not thinking of... Spe- was it Spencer Davis I was thinking of? Spencer Davis did die a couple he's, of weeks he's, ago. He's died recently, hasn't he? But I'm, I'm yeah. sure there's another one. When I when I started work at the NEC, um, I got trained by various people. So I was like, I was quite young. I was in my 20s. And everybody else had been there since the NEC opened in 1976 or something. So they were much older than me. And... Um, Sandra, bless her. Um, she'd gone to school with Spencer Davis. Okay. Bet he had some stories. Yeah, I mean, Sandra was fascinating. She'd also toured around the UK following the Beatles. And still to this very day has John Lennon's Chris Packet. 
Right. They must be soft <laughs> by now. No, no, it was an empty crisp packet. Oh, OK. Well, that's not very generous, is it? <laughs> if he only gave her an empty crisp packet. I don't think he gave it, though. I think it was um Well, taken... she nicked it. Yeah. Right, OK. Well, I'm assuming he was famous at the time, otherwise that makes her weird. Yeah, well, the thing is, the, I mean, when she used to sort of like follow the Beatles around, we're talking the very start of their career. Right. You know, so they were famous, but they weren't the Beatles. Right. Okay. Were, no. Okay. So, hang on. Were they famous and not the Beatles? I.e., were they the Quarrymen, or were they no, famous no, 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 and no, they I mean, were the Beatles, but they weren't the Beatles? They were the Beatles, but they weren't the Beatles. Right. You know the the madness of Beatlemania. This was prior to that. So she was right. seeing them at uh, nightclubs in Birmingham and stuff like that when they were playing to like hundred people. Right. Wow. Mm. There was approximately 100 people saw me paying uh, in a working <laughs> meds club, um, you know, uh, in, in Grimethorpe. Yeah, uh, but you're not John Lennon, Paul McCartney, George Harrison. You're not even Ringo Starr, mate. Well, the other thing is I don't remember having any crisps. <laughs> so it, it wouldn't have worked, would it? I think it must have been Spencer Davis as being the one that, that because that was fairly recently. Uh, though, interestingly, and we're going back to... Um, the East Yorkshire Shadows Club. Um, Brian Lockin died fairly recently. Brian Licorice Lockin, uh, who was um, the Shadows guitarist, who I think was one of the one one of, one of the bass players that was at that that event that I was at. Um, so he must be one of the bass players that didn't didn't you know die in the rift of baseball. They didn't die, did they? Just got through a load of them. But anyway, um, so Joel's in bed. Joel's in bed. Uh, he's written countless books. Nobody really knows why, um, because they all appear to <laughs> we'll be the same, just with different names in them. <laughs> we'll ask him next week, because right. nobody's. I, mean, I should say, I should say as well. If, if you're listening to this podcast, Joel did my second favourite podcast of all time, which was called Dead Rock Stars. Yes, it's um, an excellent podcast. It is it's incredible. Podcast. It really is and, very, uh, very good. Because dead men can't sue, I think yes. was the tagline. Um, only actually did one season of it. Did it with Mick Wall, who used to be um, sort of like the writer for Kerrang. Obviously mm. named in the uh, Guns N' Roses song. Was it Get in the Ring? Mm. Um, uh, just brilliant tales from sort of like the rock world in the seventies and eighties, really. So yes. um, I strongly recommend that anybody downloads Dead Rock Stars. Yeah, and that was number two in your list. Yeah, well, my favourite podcast of all time is that isn't properly a, a podcast, really. It's just a radio show that gets put onto you know podcast platforms, and it's Fighting Talk off yeah. um, Radio Five. I do like Fighting Talk. I do like Fighting Talk. I think that's a thanks a class show. If I'm yeah. being honest, I really like Dead Ringers as well. Actually, I've got uh, no Dead Ringers. Dead Ringers, which is yes, Dead Ringers is Dead Ringers is kind of the grown up, not the grown up, but it's it's. It's got a bit of the spitting image thing um, in terms of it's very political. But it, I think it hits the mark more than spitting image does because um, I don't think the new spitting image has hit the mark quite like the old one. I, my, I think I've got um, the two favourite bits from the old spitting image was the, the one bit where, I mean, it must have been like Michael Hurd, Michael Heseltine, you know, that... And um, what's his name? Lawson, um, Nigel Lawson, Nigel Lawson, all in a gent's Jeff, toilets. Jeff, Jeffrey Heard as well. Yeah, Ma- um, Ma- Michael Heard's. Yeah, yeah, yeah Jeffrey Heard, and, and they're all in the gents at urinals, 
and Thatcher walks in <laughs> and uses a urinal <laughs> and then walks out. <laughs> I, I, I did love the fact that they used to do him up as... Um, oh, I've forgotten his blooming name now. Um, her, her, uh, Norman Tebbit. And they used to do him in the in the Nazi thing. Yeah. And, the, yeah. and he got a scar down his face as yeah. well. Yeah, they used to do him in that proper SS type. Uh, uh, as he was Goebbels, wasn't it? They did him as Goebbels. Yeah. yeah. But, and the other the other one, of course, was when they did um, did that police song, Every Breath You Take. And it was like a really sad and poignant thing, which they used to do sad and poignant. Yeah, they did. They, did, they actually really did well. poignant very well. They did point you very well. I agree with you there. Anyway, we're going miles off topic, aren't we? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so Joel can't be with us. Uh, best wishes, Joel. We hope you get. We hope you get well soon. And we're hoping maybe we'll do that one next week. That's the hope. I'm hoping so. Yeah. Provided he's not got COVID proper. Yeah. Um, I mean, to a certain extent, I'm hoping he has got it simply because it would be a justifiable excuse for letting us down. He's the first person who's actually let us down in 22 episodes. So part of me thinks, well, COVID would be a reasonable excuse. Anything else is just a cold. <laughs> yeah, he did say, if, if I'm being he, did say he felt crap, he got a bit of a cough and he couldn't really taste anything. So. Ah, well, that, that might be. Has he been to any super spreader events? And no, I mean, the bizarre thing is that we used to, um, I would say, we didn't lecture together. We used to lecture at the same place. Uh, and Joel stopped um, lecturing uh, for this new sort of uh, academic year uh, to concentrate on writing even more books. Um, well, he's got about I, nine on the go at the moment. Uh, <laughs> it must be like Barbara Cartland. Does he, does he lay on a chaise, chaise long with some kind of... Heavy metals wit- Barbara Cartland. <laughs> some, 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 some form of dark winciette. <laughs> Um, but I've been lecturing um, all term so far, so I've actually been in, in front of the super spreaders. Right, um, yeah. And he hasn't. Every every Thursday, and he hasn't. And that, I'm, that, I'm, you know, touch that, wood. That will literally learn him. Um, <laughs> it, it really will. So, yeah, anyway, uh, we hope you, we hope you get well soon, Joel. We hope we can speak to you next week. Um, this, is, this is kind of chapter 22 or... Yeah, We've got a few things to talk about, so it so it will make into an episode. We apologise before we even start for the fact that it will be a little loose and it will be a little bit all over the place. Um, so, um, you know, apologies in advance for that. It might while away half an hour. We're working on the assumption, we talked about whether we could get away with this tonight, and we're working on the assumption that we can because you're in lockdown and you literally have got fuck all else to do. <laughs> um, and because they will have finished counting the votes fairly shortly. So that won't dominate your life as much as it's dominating my life at the moment. Because uh, I'm just watching CNN literally for 12 hours a day at the moment. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, st- I stayed up till sort of like 1am whenever the day was. Two days ago, is it now? Yes, it was into Wednesday morning. Yeah, um, I stayed up till 1am and they were neck and neck when I went to bed. And then I woke up five hours later. And Can you be neck and neck with Trump? I've never seen his neck. <laughs> and they were neck and neck in the morning. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's weird, isn't it? I mean, in some ways it's got bugger all to do with us. And in other ways it's got everything to do with us. Yeah. Um, it, it, you know, I mean, I don't particularly like the man, but he still managed to garner, what, nearly 70 million votes. So it's yeah. not like a flash in the pan. And having been, you know, I went to the States three times last year 
and um, so I've did... never. I, I'm going to say here. I'm. I'm just about to say something you can probably agree with because I've been to the states quite a lot. You've been quite a lot. I've never seen seventy million people wandering around in white sheets with white pointy, pointy hats. No, and I, how, how have I missed them? It's a bit like goths in Leeds when the Sisters of Mercy play. Where did they go? Well, the, the interesting thing is when you look at the, the the map of the US. I mean, I went to uh, I went to Los Angeles in the January for the NAM show. Yeah. Uh, in the March, I went to New York yeah. uh, to see Kiss at Madison Square Garden with my mate, and then uh, in the July, I went to Nashville for the the Nam show. So I'd done East Coast, West Coast, and they're very anti-Trump. Yeah, they're very blue. They're very very blue. Uh, but then I went to Nashville, uh, and then you realise actually the East Coast and the West Coast is blue, but the middle bit it's all red is all red, and the middle bit is massive. You know, and uh, you know, I, I I wouldn't comment on anybody's leaders, and I'm not particularly impressed with ours. Um, so <laughs> I just, but it was just, uh, I, you know, in New York and in Los Angeles, I hadn't seen a MAGA hat or anything, but in Nashville, all that stuff was everywhere. Yeah, I did say to the students today, we were talking about their assessments that are due at the end of this semester, and the, their first year students I'm teaching, and you know, it's, it's a big leap up from sixth form to university. And um, I was talking about how to construct a, a, an essay and, and so on. And I think the, the, the thing that I've tried to ram home to them this morning uh, and the thing that I think is missing sometimes when we get bits of news is context. Mm. You know, the, the BBC or whoever will pick up on some tweets and it's kind of like, I mean, I don't know, um, you know, I find most of them quite offensive, but I'm not aware of the context in which they're given. I don't live there. I don't know what the news is day in, day out. So I think some of that is um, lost in translation, possibly. I, I, do you know what? I would absolutely agree. And I think I think we do have to make... I think the other problem is it's too easy in 2020 to only filter opinions that you want to hear mm. and then get very annoyed about anything that isn't what you've, you've pre-aggregated for yourself. So you aggregate your social media to only be things that you agree with. And then you vociferously, you know, retweet or like or, or or what have you, the things that you agree with, and then get angry about the things that people post that they want you to get angry about. Um, and I think, I th- I th- so I think you, you, we, we're not very good at actually collating the, the context or the thing to give us a balanced opinion and we're certainly not very good and you know absolutely includes me not very good at asking a calm question and listening to the entire response the thing that doesn't help that is when you get a man say they're stealing the election when all they're doing is counting votes Oh, well, I, yeah, I'm fully and, and, aware that some of his tweets are, are utterly bonkers. Yeah, and that's the bit that doesn't help. Because at the end of the day, and what's interesting in the US at the moment, there seems to be this thing where everybody, the vast majority of people, irrespective of what side of the political divide they're on, seem to want to see democracy as the thing that it should be, which is which is something that's unfettered and works properly and is conducted properly and that every legitimate vote placed should be counted. The whole process should be beyond reproach. It should be a non... That sounds kind of crazy. It should be a non-political process. Because democracy isn't political. We politicise arguments, we politicise positions, but democracy is apolitical. It's a very simple thing. of Each person gets one go. Yeah. And we count them all. 
and they're all of equal value. Well, and and, and that does seem to be, be playing out. I, I, I'm stealing this because someone posted this on Facebook the other day because Biden had said count every vote, and uh, my, my mate Martin had uh, said he's missed a trick there. It should have been count every vote because every vote counts. Anyway, we'll move on from that. Uh, but that has been dominating the week a little bit. So, um, no Joel. Um, no Joel. Um, distraction of the election will clear in the next couple of days, because it just will. It'll be done by the weekend, whatever happens. Um, even another bit of legal challenges, but the chances are it probably won't change anything. What, what we get will probably be what we get. Um, and, and obviously lockdown part two. Lockdown harder. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that what we're going with? Lockdown two, lockdown harder. Yeah, I, I like should that. follow the die hard, the die hard plan. <laughs> lockdown with a vengeance. Yeah. What was four? Oh, a I bad day to lock down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, so carry on lockdown. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> carry on lockdown uh, is what we've got. Um, and I I wanted to talk to you about that because I want to. I've got a I've got a plan. Because people have said, to, a couple of people have said to me, I'm not looking forward to lockdown two. It's going to be harder than lockdown one. And and I actually disagree. I think lockdown two is going to be easier than lockdown one. And I will give you my reasons why I think it's going to be easier. I accept the fact that we're all sick and tired of it. And I, accept, I can accept, see the reasons why, because it's horrible outside. And this will be right. Okay, here's my reason. Here's my way through lockdown two for any of you. 2020 is the year of the Christmas card. Okay. Okay. We need to re-embrace Christmas cards. Now, I will be the first person to say that, you know, things like birthday cards are ridiculously expensive, what they are. Two or three quid for a birthday card. Another quid another quid to send it. Quite expensive for what they are. Christmas cards, far more cost-effective to buy. Postage, yes, but they're far more cost-effective to buy. And a lot of them go locally, so you could even deliver them by hand as part of your lockdown exercise. The reason why I'm saying we need to embrace Christmas cards, what we need to do is every evening... In November, while we're on lockdown, write two or three Christmas cards. Divide divide the number you're going to send by the number of nights and say, right, I'm going to write this many, three, four, five, whatever it is in the evening, depending on how many you send. But I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write an individual message in each one because if I do that and I send that, that is going to bring a smile and a uh, is going to brighten up the day of the person who receives it. So I have got within my my orbit the ability to cheer up 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80 people, whatever it might be. And if ever there was a year to do it, it's this year, particularly because you can touch people who might not be getting out to speak to anybody else. Now, I know it all sounds a bit wanky. I get that. I know we're hard ass <laughs> guitarists. We should be interviewing a man who spends his life with Slayer or Slasher or Thrasher or, or any number of the reindeer. I don't, know, I don't know why he's doing reindeer, but anyway... So we should be, I know that's what we should be doing tonight, but I'm going to say to all you hard-ask, you know, guitarists out there, it's year of the Christmas card, that'll get you through lockdown, just nip down to the supermarket, buy yourself a couple of multi-packs, get your pen out, glass of beer, glass of wine, whatever you pre- your preferred tipple, don't care, sit, write two or three a night, individual messages in each one, send them, you will be brightening up the lives, of the, uh, brightening up the lives of the people that you know and in your life. That is how we all get through lockdown too. That's very nice. Um... I quite like writing. Um, something I discovered uh, a couple oh, of years ago. How much do you think Joel would write? Jesus, well, I know. Like... <laughs> but it, but it would all be. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's uh, uh, so, 
if you scroll back a million and a half years, and I was an 18-year-old, fresh-faced kid starting my first proper job, um, I was taken... Um, I didn't realise at the time, but there was, a, there was a bloke who worked in the accounts department that really kind of looked out for me, looked mm. after me. And, um, you know, I mean, I mean, this is pre-Spotify and all of that sort of stuff, you know. So you, your, your music knowledge is very, very limited to what you can afford to buy. Yeah. Yeah. And um, John, who um, worked in accounts, and I look back now and John was probably younger than I am today. But he seemed really old because <laughs> I was 18. And um, I can remember once uh, like blathering on about Guns N' Roses to him. Um, and uh, and him going off and uh, listening to some Guns N' Roses and coming back and going, oh, it just kind of reminds me of, uh, Slash reminds me of Hendrix. Now, I don't think he particularly does, but, you know, to someone who doesn't play guitar, it's a... Uh, it's a black guy with long curly hair, you know. So, um, and and bless him, he did me this cassette that I still have, which is um, a Chuck Berry song played by Chuck Berry. So Johnny Be Good, for instance, and then Hendrix doing a cover of it, and then the Chuck Berry song played by Chuck Berry. I don't know, if, um, Little Queenie or something, and then Hendrix covering it, and he did me a C ninety cassette of that. So and he was like and he was have you heard the doors have you heard the rolling stones have you heard the Beatles? and these cassettes would just flow into me every week and it was just it's just a brilliant way of expanding sort of my music knowledge when I was 18 and uh, and sort of like you know I I ended up leaving there and um, going to work for the NEC sort of running events and we kind of kept in touch for a bit and then he he retired and he moved down to Kent and uh, and then uh, two or three years ago, Christmas card mm. arrived, um, and uh, and then then he wrote me a letter, and I and so the first first time I responded to the letter, I typed it because that's my world, right? Yeah. You, you just type yeah. a type a letter and drops it in the post, and then another handwritten letter came, and uh, and I thought I, I should handwrite these, so I ended up having to go and buy a pen. <laughs> A nice pen, so I could write. And uh, now we correspond because uh, he doesn't do, you know. I mean, the bloke's what nearly eighty or something. He doesn't do email or anything like that, you know, Facebook or anything. So we correspond these days by letter. And maybe, it, maybe he does do email. Maybe he just hit a point in his life where he realised he's got three packs of Basil and Bond, and he doesn't know how <laughs> how much longer he's got left. <laughs> quite possibly. I'm going to get uh, through these. It's not though, because I've got the I've got his latest letter that arrived last week here that I'm going to respond to tomorrow. But it's just on regular paper. Regular paper. Yeah. I think uh, that's really nice. It is really nice, and yeah. uh, and you know the last oh, a couple of letters ago I wrote and told him just how influential he'd been in sort of um, you know expanding my music taste. Well, you can tell him he's made it into the podcast. I, I will. He won't listen to it because he hasn't got a computer. I don't think so. You ought to, you ought to send him it on a C ninety cassette. <laughs> He'd probably like that. Yeah. If only I got the ability to put it onto a C ninety cassette. Do you know what? I have. I've got a cassette player in the in upstairs in the uh, in the loft. I I can get this onto C ninety. I think I can get it on C ninety cassette for you. 
All right, thank you. Brilliant. Uh, uh, we can send it to him. I've got a cassette. But, you know, but I'll, I'll, I'm sure you could get one off eBay. I'll, I'll solve that issue. But I do have a C90 cassette, so I think I can. I think I can do it. I don't know. I don't actually know how I'm going to do it. Um, yeah, I do it. Just yeah, just it's easy. Just take an output. Yeah, I can do it. I can do that. I can do that. Of course, I can right. We'll awesome. do this. Put it on. Fine, John. This is for you. If you're hearing this, I've managed it. If you're not hearing it, well, you. Well, you, you don't know what you missed, do you? <laughs> really? Um, so, of the things we said we talk about, brief, and you know what? We said this is, oh, we'll just do 20 minutes, and then and it'll be fine. We'll have something to put out. We've already been on 20 minutes. We haven't started yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, bloody votes, counts, finished, and everything. Um, first thing we need to say, Guitar Show 2021. Yeah. You have an update, don't you? Yeah. I don't think I've ever been quite so work depressed in my life, really. I had, um, as I've told you, but a couple of weeks ago, I had two phone calls. It was like a Thursday afternoon or something. I had two phone calls back to back. And the first one was um, off a friend of a friend, really, Ralph. Um, and he just phoned me up. He went, I was driving home, I was listening to the news, and I thought, oh, I'll give Jason a call. He just phoned me up and went, you all right? And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm fine, fine, blah, blah, blah. And then I put the phone down, and then the next, the, literally the next call that came through was from Raj, who owns Fairdale Music, one yep. of the show's sponsors. Yeah. He was, I've just driven past Bingley Hall. Are you all right? And I, I went from like really sort of like feeling quite good that these people care and they phoned me to being utterly depressed within about thirty minutes. And I think at that at that point it kind of dawned on me that I'm not doing a show next year. No. And and it, it did. It just kind of broke me a little bit. This has been my life for many years now. Hmm. I've never had to cancel a show ever. You know, I've never run a show in twenty five years that hasn't made a profit. You know, they've always been to a greater or lesser extent. You know, profitable shows. And it's part of my, I don't know, it's part of me. This is mm. what I do. You know, I've got plectrums scattered around the place because one of my exhibitors for Music Live used to call me Mr. Show. Um, it's in the Simpsons episode where he's Mr. Plough. No. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, so Homer gets a snow plough and he becomes Mr. Plough and does adverts or something. And like Keith from Indie Guitars thought it was hysterical and he used to call me Mr. Show. And then for a long time when I'd be walking around frankfurt music fair or nam or whatever it was like mr show and it was kind of like that was you know it was funny and and you know that was part of my persona and then it, it became increasingly obvious that i wasn't going to be able to do a show in february um and I, i'd always had in the back of my mind that i'd push it from february um to may june time and then I, i've got I've got behind me like a pinboard with gig tickets on it that just keep being postponed. Yeah. And and last week through the uni, I, I got um, an agent in to talk to the students, and um, she was saying that uh, it's like a real quite a, a big name agent that um, looks after Lady Gaga, Beyonce, Madonna. It's just it's not small fry. Um, and and she was talking that um, she's just postponed some gig dates for the fourth time mm. and I didn't want to do that 
with the guitar show. I didn't want to go, look, hey, it's going to go ahead, but it's going to be May, June time. And then go, oh, actually, it's not going to be May, June time. It's going to be uh, the autumn. And then I was like, but if I push it, because I, and a couple of friends had said to me, why don't you try and put it on when Music Live used to be on, which is actually would have been this weekend. It was always kind of bonfire night yeah. when it was on. And I was like, if I push it to November, I might as well just leave it and do it in yeah. February 22. There's only three months difference. And then it kind of, then it really hit, I'm not going to do a show in 2021, which is um, a really quite quite sad and depressing for me. Um, I mean, it only really affects me. Um, well, it doesn't. It affects all the people who would normally, you know, put the, it's one of the weekends in their calendar. So I think, I think at some point, you know, and you're, um, you wouldn't think this about yourself, knowing what you are, but... It does. It is something that people will look forward to. So it is going to affect a lot of people because for a lot of people, it is just one of those weekends. You know, you go down, you you, you meet people that you know, you have a good wander about, you pluck a few things, you bang a few things, you jump up down on a few things, you have some curry, and you go home again. Mm. And a lot of people will will miss that, um, and they'll miss what's on the stage and and all the other things. So it's, I think you know, I think it is going to affect a, a, a lot of people. I think the only thing. If you want to say to me, what's the positive or what can you draw from it? You're actually the last show, probably, or one yeah. of the last people that's had to cancel their event because everybody's been cancelling events since March. Mm. We just got in this year. Yeah. You know, because it was... we Those interviews that we were talking about, those you know the interview with phil x the inter the, all those things referenced covid mm. um you know phil x doesn't fill it finishes his tour no you know so you, you there's a lot of other people that are in, have had to go through what you're what you're about to to go through so um but you've had an idea haven't you uh, for the actual weekend yes. of the guitar show, yeah. So I don't. I kind of wanted to celebrate it in some way, um, and I, 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 you know, I, I've looked. I'm still going to stand out the front door and clap, have we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I, 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 you know, because um, there's no way that's going to be in time, you know. <laughs> uh, no, uh, because I, you know, I'm an event manager. Um, I trade um you know I I read all of the sort of like the association event organizers you know trade body you know newsletters and stuff like that and I'm signed up to um some American ones as well so I'll get the newsletters through and um it was a really really interesting report about um the sort of like the digital versions of events there's been a couple of digital sort of guitar shows this year and I believe that Nam is attempting to do it in yeah. January in, in some way. And uh, this report said that um, 68% of exhibitors would never do a virtual show again after doing one because they didn't feel that the investment and the return and the effort was worthwhile in the end. So, And, and, and I don't particularly uh, enjoy them. I, I you know, I, I watched a fair bit of the guitar magazines uh, sort of virtual show that was in the first week of October, second week of October, something like that. 
Uh, and what I found was that I was instantly drawn to like the Jason Isbell um, interview, sort of like demoing gear and, and stuff like that. Um, but the other stuff um, I didn't I didn't watch because I was like, oh, I'm not really interested in that. And that's the difference between a, a very sort of like passive experience, which is like a, a, an online show where you pick and choose what you want. But when you go to an event and you actually physically go to it, you do tend to see everything. I mean, you'll probably, you know, I do it myself when I go to non-guitar events because when I go to a guitar event, I can't help but kind of do work. Mm. But if I, you know, if I went to something for myself, you kind of, you look at the stuff that you are particularly interested in. So, you know, you come to my show, you might kind of like go, oh, you know, I want to see what new martial amps look like or whatever. And, I'll, I, you know, I, I particularly want to go and see Crimson Guitars or, or, or something like that. So you go and do that sort of stuff first. Because you're there, the second sweep of the hall is when you start looking at everything else, which is when you discover, hey, that that guy's selling wooden plectrums or or whatever, and you, you know, all of a sudden you've you've handed over a tenner and got three wooden plectrums that you would never consider buying, and I think that that's the problem with the, the virtual online stuff is that you just do what you want to do, you don't see it all because it's just a you just get in and get out. It's you know, it's it's like delving into YouTube. You just watch what you want and then you leave, and you miss so much. And you know, I think that the, the thing that I really love about my show is that that mix between oh, there's Marshall, there's Orange, there's Black Star or whoever, um, you know, um, and then you've got well, there's Rob Williams, there's Hayden Williams, you know, little guitar builders that actually. You know, once you've seen the, the the big stuff that's available in any PMT or, or Fairdale or, or whatever in the country, it's when you start discovering, you know, I don't know, Tim from Frederick FX and the the, the funky little stuff that he's doing, it's stuff that you you didn't even know you were looking for. No, but you look for you you find it at a show because you're looking at everything because you're there, and and so I kind of I don't want to do a, a virtual show, but. I thought it would be really good to kind of celebrate the weekend and at least keep the guitar show there in spirit, if nothing else. So I'm going to speak to all of the exhibitors and um, ask them if they just want to send me some like demo videos or something. And I'll program them up over that weekend to run. Um, and I'd really like to do um, a couple of podcasts with exhibitors or artists that have played it. So one on the Saturday and one on the Sunday. Uh, and just kind of, you know, have a beer for, for the guitar show sort of thing. Yeah. And it's probably, it's probably uh, we should probably have a curry as well because it's, it's so traditional. We have a beer and curry and record a couple of podcasts. You know, so that that was my plan to kind of, you know, tide me over until 2022, really. Well, I I think we can do better than that. But I don't think we should reveal how we're going to do better than that. I think if we know we've got a, a weekend and we know we've got the various social platforms at our disposal and we know some of the people we can get in touch with i can think i think we can go a little bit a little bit beyond that so um i'm going to take i'm going to take the mantle folks of keeping jason's chin up um yeah i you know i'm 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 kind of okay it comes in it, it comes in waves you you know it's um 
Well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in any way kind of depressed. I mean, you know, I think it was. I think I'd come to that conclusion in the last week or so, and then, um, you know, I was on a Zoom meeting uh, earlier at uni, and my phone flashed, and it was um, your update that came through on email about uh, Rishi uh, um, extending furlough um, yeah. until March, and then you kind of read that and you go, yeah. We ain't out of this in the next no. four weeks. No, I, I I saw that and thought straight away that you do you know what? There's no there's no there's nothing there's nothing in the live world. There's no music, no nothing. I don't think until the earliest May or June of next year. Yeah, well, um, I, I mean because I still know people uh, at the NEC, and I say I was interviewing a, a part of the the students um, course this year is that. I, kind of every other week I'm bringing in a guest which is so easy on Zoom mm. because you know previously it was like hey do you want to come to Birmingham for um, who was <laughs> it this week um, so this week it was my mate uh, Roy who owns um, the asylum venue in Birmingham so this oh. week we, we were talking about venues and so, but, it, but Roy's a really fascinating character because not only does he own um, two we own a rehearsal room which is the, which you know I, I will honestly say it's the best rehearsal room in Birmingham. Um, he owns the Asylum and Asylum 2 venues. Um, I think one's got a cap of about 600, the other one about 150. So they're really good for bands that are kind of yeah. starting out. Uh, he also owns a publishing company, um, a management company. He was the manager of Those Damn Crows, which are kind of like one of the new sort of like breaking rock acts in the UK. But uh, and more than anything like that, I mean, I might, I might take the, I do take the piss out of Roy endlessly for the band that he was in, um, way back in the like eighties and nineties. But I can't knock the fact that they were signed by two major. He was signed by MCA and RCA. You know, those were major labels back then. Yeah. Um, so he's just, he's just like a really fascinating character. He's a good friend. I've known him for like twenty five years or something. Um, I really like him, and and because he owns a venue in Birmingham, it was really relevant to the the students that I was teaching. Because, to be honest, most of them will go and visit that venue as soon as yeah. you know it, it opens it, it up, again, yeah. and that, and they've met the the owner of it. So, so I've been doing this you know sort of thing with the students of like it's a venue, it's an agent. Um, I've had a promoter in as well, um, and it's kind of fascinating because we're, we're all in the same boat. You know, Roy's place is shut. They were just about to open up and do some gigs, um, socially distanced, and then we went into lockdown again. You've got an agent that's, like, cancelled stuff, and it's on the fourth go-round. Um, I was really pleased, though. She does look after um, Blondie. Um, so I was angling for some free tickets to the Blondie and Garbage joint tour oh, that they're oh. doing in, um, I think it's December 2021. 20, Which reminds me... And it's only it's, it's quite it's a little bit of a tenuous link. But have you been watching the Robert and Toya videos? Uh, the, the, I watched the um, the paranoid one yesterday. It's <laughs> <laughs> just insane. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> That's one hell of a household, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely one. If you've not watched the the Robert Fripp and Toya Wilcox videos. Watch the Robert Fripp and Toya Wilcox videos. They are just something else. Yeah. Just absolutely something else. Let's start by saying to everybody who's listening, um, if you um, can help 
with unique content for that period. Um, anything from 30 seconds up to, you know, five minutes, whatever it would be, then start thinking about it now because we'd like to we'd like to be able to fill the social media platforms for the weekend with unique content for um, people who would normally have been in that venue. Yeah. And and there's lots of things we can do to keep it interesting and we can we can potentially do you know, have a curry party. There's no reason why we can't have a curry party with some content that goes through it, and that's all entirely possible. We could all sit down for a curry at eight o'clock. <laughs> Not the curry going through us. <laughs> uh, no. No, but we could all sit down for a curry at a certain time and so let's 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 and we could all post pictures of curry and all that kind of I'm sure there's stuff we can do. So let's let if you if you're listening Particularly if you are on the side of the fence that would have participated in the show as an exhibitor or been part of the actual event, thinking caps on, um, contact Jace and we'll start we'll start working out what that's going to be and we'll put together a, a special couple of days of stuff, stuff. and we'll and we'll yeah. leave and we'll leave it like that. And we might and do you know what we talked about a couple of podcasts. I think we can actually look to do more. I think we should start setting ourselves the challenge of. 10 or 15 minute interviews and see if we can do, you know, half a dozen over the weekend. Well, um, we probably can, but we can't keep to doing to 10 to 15 minute interviews. We're now uh, nearly an hour we've been on Zoom and yeah. we said we were going to do like 20 minutes this evening. Yeah, but we'll just have to be disciplined. We'll just have to be disciplined. Um, but and yes, so that, so update there and, and, and get your thinking caps on folks and get in touch because we are going to make that something special. Um, I had to mention Finland to you. Yeah, so, uh, our, our global reach continues. Indeed, um, see, it's not all bad. There, there are um, silver linings to every cloud. Yeah. Uh, so Rainier Freeland, I'm hoping I've I've said that right. Got in touch via Facebook um, this week. Um, uh, who <laughs> who uh, said that uh, Finland doesn't have carry on films and has never had them. Um, mm. but they have bizarrely got uh, on the buses, which all oh, right, you know, okay. So because I thought maybe that means that you know phrases like you know Aris don't don't translate, but if on the buses is there, then all the stuff must translate somehow. Yeah, so I, I've, I've you know I've charged him with the the task of of starting the carry on to Finland society, right? Um, which actually, while we're on the choice, while we're on carry on films, our Canadian listener, our Canadian listener, yeah. So um, our Canadian listener, Craig Lawton, um, messaged me back. He says he still hasn't found Keith Scott, but his favourite carry on film is Screaming or one of the Doctor's Nurse series. But he does appreciate Mark's choice out uh, shout out of uh, convenience. Yes, it's a great one. Yes. So, that's what one of the things we could do. We could have a vote between now and then, and on one of the evenings, everybody has a watch party. We all sit down and we watch a carry-on film at the same time. <laughs> so we, we we get a poll going. Are they available online? I don't oh, know. Bound to be. Just put. Just put. Or do I do it as a webinar and illegally broadcast it on this Zoom link? Uh, well, there's there's hardly any of them still left alive, and the ones that are are gaga. So I don't think anybody's coming after you. <laughs> so maybe. Uh, maybe maybe a carry on film on the evening, but we'd have to do a poll. We've got to have some kind of poll as to what what the choices are going to be. 
We might have to narrow it down to five and then give and then do us some form of poll to to work it yeah. out. Though I'd go with convenience, to be honest. I'd happily watch convenience. I, I can't happily watch convenience at, at screening. Uh, or and, cowboy. Uh, cowboy. We'll we'll, or we'll work Kyber. it. Kyber. Kyber. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so so he he right. Okay. Well, that's, I'm pleased he's come back. I'm a dis- disappointed he doesn't know Keith Scott, but I'm, I'm pleased he's come back. I know. I, I, it's really funny. He's got. It's got Craig Lawton, obviously, because he's left a message. Goes, Me again. I still haven't found Keith Scott. I'll keep looking. <laughs> yes, you do that. You do that. Thank you, Craig. Thanks for thanks for the update. Uh, which reminds me, actually, if you want to contact the 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 um, all the all the socials are on the um, are on the show notes, including my socials as well. So um, just drop us a line, either of us a line, if you if you want to tell us something or discuss anything or any kind of comment just just feel free uh and you can you can get in, in touch with us we are not overwhelmed well i'm uh, not overwhelmed no, no. no. <laughs> i've effectively no. got nothing to do for 12 no. months exactly. exactly so there we are um and, and and to be fair as it's been mentioned um dare i ask about keith scott well he hasn't responded to my instagram message he is uh, i've got a i wrote a list earlier but you had an email address of somebody you were going to... I know, I know, I know. I, and so I thought I'd, I'd chase it up. So I have a list here, uh, as right, you can okay. see. I've just seen the um, list. I bought a new... Um, actually, no, I didn't buy a new notepad. Um, when lockdown first occurred, yeah, um, I took it as an opportunity to kind of revamp everything. And uh, whilst you can't see this, this is actually a guitar show notebook that uh, I, I had. Can actually, I can actually, I can see that. That's yeah, the, that I had uh, made. Yeah. So um, I'd, I'd had a word with Paul, who does all of my artwork, um, when we went to lockdown, and because he wasn't really working either, we'd had a, a chat about um, the imagery that I wanted to use for 2021. Um, and we went with my uh, Firebird non-reverse. Um, so we had the logo um, created and uh, a little icon made and stuff. And it, it, on Facebook, the, you can see the... Uh, the Firebird non-reverse in front of a Vox amp, uh, which I don't own, um, but that's my Firebird. And um, so I had I had some new business cards made with the new logo on it. I had these notebooks that are only for myself, really, but uh, it was quite nice to have well, the distinction between a uni notebook and my notebook sort of I, thing. To be fair, I know they're just for yourself because you haven't sent me one. Uh, I'm, I'm quite happy to send you one, um, <laughs> and, and and but the, the point I was trying to get to was like so I had all of this new stationery done, new um, compliment slips, and blah 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 because I thought that you know after the first lockdown we'd be back to normal, and you know I would have upped the professionalism of my little company by having all of this brandy stuff that I could do, um, and I also got made um, some nine to forty two mugs of which you and I, I have. Yes, I do, and it's fantastic have one and i've got 20 of them sat in my office um so i thought i might as well start giving them away because they've got 2021 uh branding on them um so you know we could come up with competitions we could give away some mugs i've got three boxes of guitar show t-shirts um that you know need to go as well Uh, a variety of black and white t-shirts in a variety of sizes and stuff so um rather than this sort of stuff just sit in a storeroom uh, in my work um, place. 
might as well start using it. You know, this 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 year's a financial write off anyway, so uh, let's get this stuff out there and um, you know keep keep the guitar show stuff around for the the people who come to the show and listen to this podcast. Well, I've in which case then I can I can possibly do something here because I've got a question we could ask now. Mm-hmm. And and it means that you will have to have listened to at least forty minutes of this dribble. <laughs> so if you've made it this far through and you can answer this question, we could give five things away for argument's sake to the first five people who who um, who, yeah, who yeah. respond to you on Facebook with the answer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the question is, and I'm going to revolve it around three bands that I went to see when I was in my university years because I went through a bit of a kind of a uh, a UK sort of hard not it was hard rock more than 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 metal really than, than Joel McIver approved metal than Joel of but Joel wrote a biography of one of these um, bands. Uh, I'm going to give you the three bands, and you can need to tell me which one Joel wrote the biography, official biography, uh, or biographer of. Uh, first five people will get a. Um, uh, we'll get a prize. We'll get a, 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 of Jason's choice. Um, literally, whatever when he opens the box, whatever comes out first. Um, and you might want to give us a t-shirt size, actually, if it's t-shirts involved. It might need yes. a size, uh, but we can we can do that. So three bands in question. Saw all three of them. Uh, one of them was a one-hit wonder, um, and and first single, which charted, which is what got in, them into me uh, into them, uh, was produced by um, Joe Elliott, Def Leppard. So that band is No Sweat. Did he write the biography of No Sweat? Did he write the biography of Thunder, or did he write the biography of the Little Angels? There's your choices, folks. Okay, No Sweat, Thunder. Little Angels. Joel, Joel wrote a biography of one of those three. If you've got this far, if you know the answer, if you contact Jace on Facebook, um, first five people will get a guitar show related uh, prize. Excellent. Perfect. Like a little, little known fact that as I work for BIM, that Bruce Dickinson, the other Bruce Dickinson of Little Angels, of Little Angels, actually started BIM. Yes, he did. He did. I met him at uh, an event for the 50th. Uh, birthday party of Anderson's Music Store, oh, and, he's a, cool. and he's a lovely fella. Really, he really is a lovely guy. fella, yeah. Really nice guy. Crazy guitar player. I thought he was a great guitarist. I thought Little Angels were a great band actually. I was a, I was a huge Little Angels fan. Uh, but there we go. Um, so anyway, should, should we wrap it up? As we've been well, we've gone yeah, for an hour. Should we should we wrap it up with the one thing that we were going to say, which is what we're a little bit confused about? And if people can answer this question, we'd be really really grateful. Hmm. More people have listened to. Oh, the yeah. episode uh, with Christoph Fantana sounds like Spanner. Uh, it, uh, he, his his podcast was split into two because well, because he just I mean, he put us to shame. He absolutely banged on, um, and so we split his episode into two. And yet, more people have listened to episode two than have listened to episode one. Yeah, I'm confused. So am I. I can only assume that we've got a listener who's had just had a very, very extreme case of dementia onset and not realised they'd listened to it already <laughs> and has listened to it three or four times on the bounce. Well, so what are the stat differences, actually? It's um, only like four all right, listeners' okay. difference. Right. But if you can four... answer the question, there's no prize involved for this one. <laughs> 
In fact, tell you, tell you what, if you've listened to episode two but not episode one and you can prove it to us, we'll give you a prize. <laughs> yeah, Provided you explain why. <laughs> Provided you explain why. Because we don't understand. And it's driving both of our OCD a little bit bonkers. Uh, Jace, what a pleasant way to spend an evening. I wasn't expecting to, you know, to be no, shooting no, the breeze just with you. When you said, oh, you know, Joel, and I messaged you and said, Joel can't do it. And you were like, oh, we'll just do it anyway. I was like, okay. <laughs> well, we, we, the thing is, we know at some point, I mean, we look at the stats and we need a really low bar, don't we? <laughs> so the, this is the attempt to be by far the lowest downloaded and listened to one of, of the episodes. Oh, so, like one of my gigs. <laughs> it's it's going to be, yeah, it, it is, yeah. So, uh, well, who who did an album called Playing to a Room of One? Oh, I have no be, idea. It's going to be that one, isn't it? I've, I've played to less than that. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> Only because the promoter insisted that we went on, and I was like, there's no one here. I think I've, I think I've ended to less than that. I've, I've always started with at least one warm body. Oh, I did. I did this gig once with um. I made the mistake of saying to the promoter, he said, "What type of music are you?" And I was like, "Oh, we're we're like a punky rock and roll band," which we which is what I meant more like the New York Dolls than more like a hardcore punk band. Right. And um, so he put us on, and we we were headlining. And by the time the hardcore punk band supporting us had finished their set, they'd managed to clear the room. <laughs> It's that. It's my favourite line from Spinal Tap, isn't it? Which one? Where they're talking. They meet the the young lad in the um, in the hotel lobby, who's playing the enormous arena on the edge of town, and they're talking about him because he he opened for them, and they then they say um, he he opened for us. He had this much talent. This much talent. Yeah. They, yeah. they were still booing him while we were on stage. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favourite line in Spinal Tap. They were still booing him while we were on stage. <laughs> Love that. Love that. Nah, I think that's my favourite is that puts it in perspective. It's just too much perspective. <laughs> <laughs> There's some great lines in Spinal Tap, aren't there? I, 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 just... I showed it to some students a couple of years ago. Spinal Tap. I'm giving them mine there at 18. And, um, and Spinal Tap came out 30 years ago. They thought it was real. It's <laughs> just... just... <laughs> Then you, re- you realise how old you are and how different the generation gap is. It's, it's when he gets out of that pod, right? The when yeah, what's yeah. his face gets out of the pod. Derek Smalls, Derek Smalls gets out of the pod right at the end. Yeah, gets his arm trapped. All the band have got back in. Looks out and just puts his hand up in the air. It's just, it's a marvelous film. Do you know what? Watch Spinal Tap if you haven't watched it for a while. Watch Spinal Tap. It's an absolute. It is one of the genius movies um, yes that 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 is worth every single rewatch <laughs> um but yeah right all right mate well listen great to see you and you um and actually just as a point of order if we do get to speak to joel next week are we gonna shove that out a week later or we, uh, we, yeah, we'll get it, out, we'll get it out as fast as as fast as but you know it depends on if he has actually got covid yeah. Uh, or not, but I mean, he, you know, when he he did look pretty ill when he sent me that little video of him in bed. So um, yeah, we'll 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 play it by ear. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Right. Well, you'll get Joel as fast as we get Joel. You'll get Joel. Um, and uh, assuming he's still talking to us, if he listens to this. <laughs> um, and, uh, and and other than that, we'll see you very soon. Christmas cards, folks. Get your Christmas cards. Start writing. 
Feel good. Feel good. Spread some love. All right, mate. So um, it's goodbye from me. And and it really is. <laughs> See ya. Cheers, mate. Thanks for listening to 9 to 42, the podcast from the team at the Guitar Show UK. If you've enjoyed the show, then please remember to hit the subscribe button and share with other like-minded souls. For more information about 9 to 42, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at the Guitar Show UK. This has been an A Short Stories production. Hold up. 